Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. This is a creature feature episode where I look at cryptids. I'll describe them, delve into their history, look at some eyewitness accounts and look at what they might be. Research is as academic as possible and references will be given after the story. This week's creature is the melon heads. Melon heads are an urban legend in Michigan, Ohio, and Connecticut. Because they span three states, there's three different origins to these creatures. Let's run through them one by one. In Michigan, there's a couple of stories. The first story says that a hospital in the area of Saugata, Michigan, was treating children with hydrocephalus. This is a condition that causes water on the brain, which makes heads swell. According to the story, the hospital was forced to close, leaving the children with nowhere to go, so they were released into the forest nearby. Some versions of this story suggest that the children were physically and emotionally abused before being taken to the forest. The other Michigan origin is that the Felt Mansion in Holland, Michigan, was once used as an insane asylum, housing hydrocephalic children. Like the other origin, they were allegedly abused, but in this version, the children became feral before being released. A second version of these events suggests that the children retreated into the tunnels under the building before escaping into the forest. The story suggests that the children killed the doctor who had abused them, but had nowhere to hide the body. They cut the body into small pieces and hid it around the mansion before escaping. In Ohio, the origin of the melon heads says that they were abandoned children that had been taken in by a scientist called Dr. Crow. Crow said that he would take care of the children at his facility in Kirtland, Ohio. Instead of taking care of the children, he performed experiments on them. These experiments involved Crow injecting chemicals into the children's brains, which caused their heads to swell and develop hydrocephalus and making the children mentally ill. After years of these experiments and the torture inflicted upon them by Crow, the children are said to have murdered him and burned down the facility, escaping into the area. After this, the children found a home in the forests of Crybaby Bridge, feasting on animals to survive. They were paranoid of society and tried to stay hidden. However, This meant that anyone who saw them was killed and possibly cannibalised. They realised that they needed to keep their little clan going and figured they needed to breed somehow. This led to them inbreeding to continue the clan, which created more paranoid and wild offspring. Connecticut has the most origins of melon heads. They have reportedly been seen in several places across the state, One version of this story says that an asylum for the criminally insane in Fairfield County, Connecticut, burned down in 1960, causing the deaths of all the staff members and most of the patients. Between 10 and 20 patients were unaccounted for, allegedly surviving and escaping the fire and into the forest. They are said to have resorted to cannibalism to survive the winter 
and inbreeding to survive, causing hydrocephalus. The second origin of the Connecticut melon head says that they are descendants of a colonial era family who lived in Shelton or Trumbull. The family was exiled after accusations of witchcraft were made against them. They fled into the forest, where the assumption is that they resorted to inbreeding, causing hydrocephalus to occur. The first stories of melon heads date back to the mid 19th century, when they were said to have lived in Bavaria, Germany. They resurfaced in England around 1900, where more were said to have lived outside of Risbury, England. However, the stories from these two places have next to no information about them. The stories in the United States seem to appear in Connecticut after World War II. At this time, people were moving away from cities and out into the suburbs. I can't seem to find any stories dating back to that time, but I would guess that it was when the first origin stories appeared. The next time they were seen wasn't for another 30 or so years. In the 1980s, a group of girls from Notre Dame High School, Fairfield, decided that they wanted to drive around after a Friday night football game. They all got in a car and drove to a place called Velvet Street in Trumbull. Once they got there, they decided to look for the melon heads of legend. They left the headlights on and got out of the car, heading into the woods. They had only gotten a little way into them when they heard the car's door slam. The engine started and the car moved towards them. The girls could see figures in the car and watched as the car drove past them and away. I can't seem to find many other dated sightings, but there are more. In Chardon, Ohio, a man was driving down Chillicothe Road when he saw what he described as a melon head out by the irrigation ditch at the side of the road. He said that the creature was running alongside the car and keeping up, even though the car was going around 40 miles per hour and jumped into the woods as the car went around a curve on the road. A woman was exploring the grounds of Felt Mansion while it was abandoned with some friends one night when she spotted a man in the distance. She said she wasn't scared of him, but he started to walk towards her. She called out to him, but his response was just a grunt and he sped up. The entire group ran and left the area without slowing down for a while. Sometime in the 60s, some teenagers saw a melon head on the side of the road and followed them back to a farmhouse in the woods. On the porch, there were two adults and several children. One of the adults said that he had been a nuclear scientist in the Second World War and that the radiation exposure had caused deformities in his children. News spread and some more teenagers went looking for the farmhouse. They were intercepted by police officers who tried to convince them that the story was false. This only served to convince the second group of teenagers that the melon heads were in fact real. When Sawmill City Road in Shelton was paved, the workers claimed that they had heard voices in the woods. Then, when experts were looking for fungal infestations in the trees, they claimed to have seen strange figures in the underbrush. In 2008, a group of investigators went in search of the melon heads. They drove down Sawmill City Road 
but discovered nothing. They returned later in the hope of seeing the melon heads, but still discovered nothing. The description of melon heads is always the same, with minor differences to their clothes and sometimes extra additions. They are described as short human creatures with large melon-shaped heads. Other additions to the description involve glowing orange eyes, rags instead of clothes, and being covered in dirt. They don't seem to appear much in groups, often being seen alone. Another thing that should be noted is that the melon heads often appear on roads known as melon head roads or Dracula drives. There are multiple of these, not just the one. Edmunds Road in Oxford, Velvet Street in Trumbull and Munro, Zion Hill Road in Milford, Marginal Road in New Haven, Jeremy Swamp Road in Southbury, the roads around Lake Mohegan in Fairfield, and the paths and roads in and around Roosevelt Forest in Stratford are also described as melonhead roads. It's also worth noting that the insane asylum at Felt Mansion never existed. The mansion was once home to a prison, but was never a hospital for mental health. This means that the Felt Mansion origin cannot be true in the slightest. If that one's untrue, could it be possible that the others aren't either? There are only a few theories about the Melonheads, and they don't really have much of an explanation to them, so I'm just going to go through them. We'll start with the feral clan in the forests of Connecticut. Inbreeding causes congenital defects in offspring the more it happens, so they could easily be similar to the cannibals in Wrong Turn or other movies like it. There's even a study that looked into inbreeding as a cause of congenital hydrocephalus that suggests that it could potentially happen. However, it seems that a lot of cases of congenital hydrocephalus are fatal, so I don't think this is what they are. In that same respect, they're unlikely some kind of mutated humans either. They'd have very similar problems, so it's unlikely to be them too. Another theory is that the name Melonhead is a bastardization for the name of a group of people from colonial times. They were the offspring of Native Americans, freed slaves and European outcasts and were called the Melungeon. They lived in the Appalachian mountain range and were very isolated from society. It's believed that one community of the Melungeon lived in Connecticut and the people of the area called the Melonheads out of hatred for them. Over time, the name would have stuck, and Melungeon would be forgotten, and the stories would be attributed to them. The most likely explanation is that the Melungeon people were in the Connecticut forest, and their name was bastardised. Then, hospitals sprang up that took in patients with hydrocephalus. The melonhead name then transferred from the Melungeon to people with swollen heads, creating the legend of the melonheads that exist today. 
Lack of photo and video evidence of these people causes an issue with its believability, but it's entirely possible that they're out there, waiting to steal more cars or to take some unsuspecting hikers to be dinner. The description and history of today's creature came from a New England Historical Society article called The Melonheads of Connecticut, a damned Connecticut article called The Melonheads, and a cryptid wiki article called Melonheads. The eyewitness reports came from the New England Historical Society article, the damned Connecticut article, and a ranker article called Most Unique Backstories Fueling the Melonheads Urban Legend. The theory from today came from the previous articles and a study by Katova and Bailey called Inbreeding as a Cause of Congenital Hydrocephalus. References for the episode will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Speaking of social media, links to those and other ways to listen are in the episode description under my link tree. You can currently find me on Facebook and Instagram. Patreon is getting an upload of one of the transcripts each week as part of the £3 tier. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree and, as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. I do have an email set up on the link tree but it doesn't open a new email so that's in the description of the episode too. Send me your spooky stories, unexplained events and anything else you want me to read out. Or, if you have any corrections or issues with things I've said, let me know and I'll address them as soon as I see the email. The next episode will be out on Wednesday and next week's Creature Feature will be released on March 18th, so hold on until then. (laughs) 